His words, my hope secures. Please open your scripture to Psalm 94. It's impossible to contain everything that a psalm has in it in 20 minutes. I uh, encourage you, if you're listening to this elsewhere, to listen to my brother, uh, Mr. Jim Cutler, present this last week. Psalm 94. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chastiseth the heathen, shall not he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Amen. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, yes. that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Amen. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. Amen. Amen. I have two quick points I want to mention before I get to verse 19, which will be my focus. First, tribulations come. We know this, we hear this, it's the Christian life. But we need to understand it, and we need to have it in remembrance. If you haven't had it yet, it will come. In the Old Testament, we see it. God's children in uh, in, uh, Egypt... Yes. being slaves. In Lamentations, some of the most oppressing literature ever written. These are God's people. Some of the phrases, she weepeth sore, she hath none to comfort her, she findeth no rest, all her gates are desolate, all her beauty is departed, all her people sigh, the Lord was as an enemy. He hath set me in dark places. This is God's people mm-hmm. in yes. judgment, but this is God's people. In the New Testament, the apostles, Stephen was stoned. Paul's resume in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four through 33 He was scourged, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked, he was stoned to death, and yet he still preached God's word. And then scripture directly tells us that we will suffer persecution, Jesus, in John 16, 33. You shall suffer persecution because we're with Christ. The world hates Christ, the world hates us. Be ready for it. And in 2 Timothy 3, 2, it's a sure thing, yea, and all that shall live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. My second point, God knows every trial. Throughout Throughout the scripture, the Bible will point to God's creation to show his omniscience. He knows the sparrow, Jesus tells us. He knows when a sparrow falls from a tree. Yes. He knows the, he, he takes care of the lilies of the field. Shall he not much more take care of you? Yes. Amen. In Job 38, 
it describes God's creation when God's respo- uh, responding to Job. He created the smallest, dust. He created the biggest, mountains and planets. He created the most awesome, light and darkness. He created the most innumerable clouds and stars, and he numbers and names them all. Yes, amen. He knows all of his creation, and he knows each part of his creation individually. Right. He knows your situation perfectly. But then in this psalm, it specifically talks about God's creation of man and God's creation of the senses. And it's a great logical of just how he follows it. Do you think that God doesn't see what you're going through? Well, God created sight. Yes. The ability to see. God sees. Do you think God doesn't hear the rumors around you? Do you think God doesn't hear what's going on? Well, he created sound and the ability to hear. He hears. Right. And my favorite, maybe God doesn't know what you're thinking. Maybe God doesn't know the thoughts of other men. Well, God created thoughts. Right. And he put the thoughts in man. He created the ability to think. He created knowledge. God knows all things. Amen. So with those two, verse 19, and the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Yes. What are these comforts? Brother Jim talked about them last week, but primarily, what do the Psalms talk about? What does David love? What are the comforts of David? It's scripture. Yes. What better for comfort than the love letter of the infinite God Jehovah to his children? Amen. Now, how do we apply it? It's not by knowing to read your Bible when trials come or when temptations come. That's too late. It's not by hiding in our minds and what we think God is. We have a lot of knowledge of God, and that's great. But our minds change and our hearts change. And when trials come, that's when they're most malleable. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's by making God's word a priority now and all the time. By having a foundation, by being resolved. Now, there are several thoughts that we have. I'm going to attack a couple. And if you let them seep in, and if you let them be a voice in your head, then when the devil throws his darts at you, you're going to be susceptible, and you're going to give in. But if you have God's word, ready to attack those thoughts and say, no, you will not have dominion over me, you can control your thoughts. Yes. And the best way to do it is by the comforts of God's word. Yes. So I'll have three general that I want to talk about. Insecurity over body, job, needs that you have. Another word for it is discontentment. Well, Paul says, I take pleasure in mine infirmities. Right. He takes pleasure in reproaches and in necessities because God says his strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. It's so easy to let those negative thoughts get in. But if you can just say no, any weakness of mine is a strength that the Lord is going to exploit in a way that yes. I can glorify him. Yes. Amen. And quick side note, destructive thoughts are destructive on two accounts. First, they're negative and they'll tear you up that way. But second... It's taking the place of an actual beneficial thought that you could be having. If you're worried about your body and your needs and you're covering your uncomely members, why not be worried about this body and helping the uncomely members here and helping the needs of this body? Don't be so selfish and think of yourself. The insecurities are not humility. Insecurities are proud selfish. Second, future events, health, loved ones that are sick, death, job. If you're not sure about your job, where do we go? Well, do you know the God of heaven? Isaiah 46.10 says, Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. And that's the same God that says he careth for you. So if this God that careth for you has written the entire timeline and knows it from end to the beginning, then what are you worried about? Shoot that thought down. And then in uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he might give you a hint along the way. No, and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord. He's a trustworthy guy. And then finally, spiritual weaknesses. 
These make me sick because I know that they can come into my heart if I'm not ready, and I know that they can come into your mind if you're not ready to defend against them. The thought that I can't do it. It's just a base and filthy excuse that you throw in God's way. Because in that same, when he's talking to Saul, he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation hath taken you, but is common to man, and God will make a way of escape. God doesn't expect anything of you that you are not able to give him and that he will not give you grace to do for him. And we are overcomers. Never forget that we are overcomers through Christ. This isn't a motivational speech. This is what God tells you. God gives you motivational verses. Use them. Use them to attack the devil and the negative thoughts. Application, finally. This world offers temporary fixes of happiness. Alcohol, sex, music, movies, sports, people. Because that's the best they can do. Offer a temporary solution that may last minutes, hours, maybe a day. And that's not even if you're a born-again child of God, because you won't find any fulfillment in that. It won't please you for a second. These aren't comforts, they're lies. So where do you turn? The pure words of God, purified seven times. In Psalm 19, the words of the Lord are perfect, right, and clean. The world will sell you lies and distract you from problems. The Lord doesn't have to distract you because he gives you truth. And it also says that they're sweet. The world tries to give you sweetness. It's not sweetness, but God's word is. He can give you sweetness in times of affliction. And something that's really awesome, this is my final point about our religion, about how God has created the Christian life, is that we do go through afflictions. We do go through persecutions and trials and temptations. But in Scripture, some of the most depressing passages have some of our favorite verses on hope. Because in the times of hope, God is the God of the afflicted and of the persecuted, and he gives you hope in time of need. I have just five passages here that demonstrate that, and it's all over Scripture. Psalm 139, a lot of people's favorite verses says, If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, that's dark. Yea, even the night shall be light about me. Lamentations 3, one of the most depressing books in the Bible, surrounded by two chapters about the Lord depressing, uh, oppressing his people. And yet it says, excuse me while I turn to it. Lamentations 3, this I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. John 16, 33, in the same verse where Jesus tells his disciples, you shall suffer persecutions, he says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Is that depressing? No, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Amen. And Psalm 18. The sorrows of hell compassed me. But you know the chapter. Then the earth shook. The Lord heard and the Lord delivered. The path of your life, your purpose, strength, and endurance will depend on the perspective with which you live it. Paul and David agree. Paul, set not your affections on things, set your affections on things above, not on things in the earth. And David, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills, from whence cometh my help. This isn't the song we're going to sing, uh, but I want to read a verse from it. When gladness wings my favorite hour, thy love my thoughts shall fill. Resigned, when storms of sorrow lower, my soul shall meet thy will. My lifted eye without a tear, the gathering storm shall see. My steadfast heart shall know no fear. That heart shall rest on thee. Amen. Are you resigned today? 
Do you daily meditate in God's words that when afflictions do come, when temptations do come, you will be ready to face them, and you will have a perspective that looks at all the Lord has done for you, and not the pitiful little things that you think could be better. Uh, the song we're going to sing, the last two verses explicitly talk about how Scripture, in times of need, in times of depression, how Scripture can give you a hope, a basis of hope, right. and a foundation that you can always trust in God. Jesus Christ be praised. Amen. Amen.